You're listening to the What's Up in Weston Public Schools podcast with your host, Lisa Barbiero. I really appreciate your willingness, Liz, to uh, talk to me, especially this month where it is March and it's music in our schools. I'm sitting here with our curriculum instructional leader for the performing arts, Liz Morris, performing arts. She does music. She does company. She's involved in our whole district theater program. And I thought that this would be a great conversation for this month. So welcome. Thank you. So what, when did you start here in Weston? I was trying to think back and and it's it's got to be how many years? It's two, 2006, I think, was when I came to Weston. I started at the intermediate school. Doing? I was a music teacher, general wow. music and choir at the intermediate school. That year, I remember, we had 100 students in our fourth grade choir, me and 100 nine-year-olds. And great. where did you meet? In the uh, cafeteria? No, we met in that big music room down there that we have at the intermediate school. So there's plenty of room down there. Oh, my. Yeah. So we wouldn't be able to do that here necessarily. We don't have the, we have to be in the auditorium probably. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. So then you, um, you eventually transitioned here to the high school. Talk to us a little about, about your journey here. Um, I was in the intermediate school for, I don't know, remember exactly how many years. Um, and then I was at the middle school for at least five years. I would think I was doing there. chorus as well. Chorus and general music there as well. And then I came here as the choir director. I, you know, I can't remember when our paths first crossed. I really can't. Well, I've been the curriculum and instructional leader for music since probably, I think it was 2009 or 2010. So that's probably when. I guess so. And that's, my God, 13 years ago. So that's a, and that's a, a K-12 position. Yep. A big position. Yes. So talk to me a little bit about um, some of your proudest moments, if you will, accomplishments, successes in the, um, with music, first of all. And, you know, sometimes I, I know that it, it can be the smallest thing, yet it means so much to the person. I, I found that like, it's not the biggest accomplishment, but it might be the most meaningful because what it means yeah. to the person. So I think probably the, the most meaningful things for me are the things that happen with students. Mm -hmm. um, so as much as I would love to say it was the time that we rewrote the entire music curriculum K-12 and we aligned all of our standards <laughs> and all of those things, um, that probably was not it. No. The, probably the biggest thing for me was when we were in Montreal and we were singing in the cathedral, in the Notre Dame Cathedral in Montreal. And that was a wonderful experience for students and for me and for our orchestra director who was there and the, and the orchestra students that were there and the band director that was there and, and the band students that were there. And that was a, definitely a highlight, one of our, one of our most beautiful uh, moments. I, I, I can see that. For me, it was when we went to, it wasn't Disney, it was when we went to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And when we went to New Orleans, and I was really so uh, thankful that you um, uh, you guys let me go on the trip. Uh, and it was right before COVID when I think mm -hmm. about it, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, the biggest moment was when we went to that uh, restaurant and the kids played their jazz. Yes, at the, at the jazz I mean, club. I'm getting, yes. I'm getting like goosebumps yes. Yes, because absolutely incredible. And they were, they, they played so well and the, and the owner was dancing and, and, and just loving having them there. 
I think that experience, you can't replicate those kind of experiences in the classroom. We have to go do those things outside, you know, performing. That's what performing arts is, right? That's sharing that. It's not only you, what you're learning, but then it's sharing it with the others. And, you know, all of the uh, consumers of music, all of the audience members. Sure, exactly. Really, really affecting them and connecting with them. And that was one of those. That was a big moment also. That was great. Weston has had a long, um, you know, Weston is known for its commitment to the arts. Yes. Fine arts, performing arts, theater, all of that. I think that um, that's just, I, I remember when I came in 1985, it was such a, it's such a big part of the community. And I'm really proud of the work that our music teachers do. Um, all of your efforts um, in the area of the performing arts. Um, and as I said, this month, we're highlighting that. So why is it so important? I mean, to me, it's very, very important. And I am not musically inclined. My late husband was. There was no doubt those girls were going to play instruments and be in the marching band um, and do all of that stuff in college and, and like music, learn the piano. That was just part of who we were as a family, more because of my husband than me, mm -hmm. um, quite frankly. But why is it so, so important to have those experiences from the time in, you know, in kindergarten where we see Jessica Cardamone and the students are learning notes and jumping around, like physically doing things with the, with the um, smart board to all the ways up to, to uh, 12th grade. Why is that so critical? I think big picture, yeah. probably human, human connection and, and humanity. When we, when we talk about cultures and civilizations, we're often, discussing their um their culture right and this has always been music is absolutely innate to human beings and it's part of of who we are kids come out the first thing they do they come out singing you know they're 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 that's what they you know they babble they babble sing to us and so um <laughs> right that's like the yeah first, that's the true first, the first thing so so um i think that that's probably the right biggest picture for our students you know we variety of reasons um, we have our casual musicians, the ones that tip their, you know, tip their toe in the water and they, they do a little of this and they, they want it as an activity. It's something they can do with their friends. It's something that they can learn. Some of those students then really, really connect with that and want to learn more and they want to get more into the academics of music and they want to learn more about how things work and analyzing music mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then really becoming um, competent um, musicians. And that's kind of how we structure our, our K-12 curriculum to kind of, you know, align with that, with just the, the idea that we have options for students. You can play and be with your, with your, with your friends and your community and make music and have these beautiful experiences and maybe do something you've never done before. That's the thing about music. Anybody can learn to play an instrument um, anybody can learn to sing. Anybody can do all of those things. It's not something that is just for a select group. It's for everybody. That is actually Music in Our Schools Month. That's actually um, the, the tagline this year for Music in Our Schools Month, that the music is in all of us. So music think, is in all of us. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's, that's absolutely, um, you know, why we do what we do, because we know that there are wonderful experiences for for our students to have those students then go on to be um you know the audience members they go on to then play in college they go on to have music in their life it becomes part of our culture as a whole and those are all of the beautiful things that we um, connect with as humanity 
Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, in the moments of the greatest joy and the greatest sorrow, I find that music is such an important part of that. Yep. You know, when you think about it, talk to us a little bit specifically about, uh, the high school and the offerings at the high school that, you know, the students begin obviously at Hurlbut and then go through the program. Instruments are introduced, different things. At the high school, I think that we really have a, a, a plethora of opportunities um, for our students, both in music and and also in uh, drama and theater. So we have, we have opportunities at the high school for our ensembles. That's probably our biggest piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they learn to play their instruments and practice their instruments and have that kind of one-on-one -on -one, um, or, you know, small group instruction at the middle school. We don't have lessons here at the high school. So it really is that our ensemble playing, that that's our, our biggest, um, our biggest number of students involved in that. We also have digital music. We've introduced music industry, um, as you know, um, and the entertainment industry is a billion dollar industry mm -hmm, in this country. Mm -hmm. So we really have students who, when we're thinking about, you know, music business or how we can kind of align careers as we're sending them kind of for what our career path might be or could look like, uh, we introduce that here at the high school. Um, music theory and AP music theory. Um, those are for our students who really want to go on to music school mm -hmm. and for, um, you know, want to learn more about how, music works. I think AP music theory probably is more for, for students who are really going to study, study music. Um, music theory, theoretically, could be for anybody who just wants to know more about how music works. Um, that's a semester course. An music area, tech an, also, music, right? Well, that's what digital music now. Oh, digital, digital music. Digital music okay. production and music industry. Those are the two now. At some point, I would love to have something where you know, others might, you know, be able to get involved as we have, you know, 30% of our high school, yes, is involved in our music program, but there are other, um, there are opportunities for like a guitar class, for a piano class, for sure other things, things. Sure. even, even um, uh, music, um, you know, music history, uh, the history of American music, things that might interest other students that we're not tapping into here at the high school. So, and, you know, uh, from the moment I came in 1985, I always saw, and I'm going to talk a little bit about theater now, and um, that the theater program was one of the most inclusive programs um, in the school. So if, if someone, you know, if a student, you know, there are athletes that do theater. There are non-athletes that do theater. There are students that are interested in all, there's so many opportunities and all kinds of different things, but students that, that need a place that I, I look at the performing arts program here as being so accessible to everyone. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think you've had a great success in, um, in really cultivating, continuing that sort of a, traditional culture within um, our company program? Yes, um, at the high school, but it starts even earlier than that. You know, when we started the Showstoppers, that was when I came here probably a couple of years after I, I came here, maybe it was. At WIS. Yeah, at WIS. And so I was just at their rehearsal last night. And yeah, shout out, 40, the performances this month, yeah, right? <laughs> this weekend. Um, and there there were 40, 40, 40 students, mm -hmm. uh, 40 mm -hmm. new faces uh, on the on the stage. And we do a summer program. 
So in the summer, we yes, have I've any, seen that. Wonderful. Any, <laughs> any, any students that maybe can't make it during, you know, because of a conflict or whatever, doesn't fit in their schedule or weren't sure, but then saw the performance. We have that opportunity in the summer. And then we have short work at the middle school where the students, same thing as an after school program here at the high school. We, we, it's a different program now than it was when you first came in. Oh yeah. In 1985. We don't have the classes during the day anymore. So we, really really want to make sure that we're still offering students some of the same opportunities that they would get should they have taken the class in our co-curricular program so anytime we hire a new contractor one of the first things that i talk to them about is working with students and i make sure that they know that this is a teaching program so that we can we've had students go on for lighting design for mm -hmm. stage management for um music management from that program without having taken classes for credit during the day they've still gotten into the schools that they wanted to they still gone on to to college for those things so um so even though it's a little different it still is very successful for students and i think that there's many opportunities uh, well that's that. what that's what struck me sorry to interrupt but like when i go to the the summer program and i go over and i um see you guys on campus, you'll see the high school kids doing the lights right. or the sound or different things right. like that. And that that's a whole other area where people might think, well, I can't sing or I can't perform. I'm not getting uh, right. up on stage. That's such a small part of what goes on in that program. Absolutely. That's one piece of the puzzle, right? So our technical program has lights, sound, stage management. Stage management is where we you you've sat in on that before yes where yes seen, where we've seen a student call the show i teach the kids how to do that and that's something that you don't again as music is for everyone theater is also for everyone there's a place for everybody mm -hmm. in that program it is absolutely inclusive and and if anybody's interested in doing any of those things or if there's any parents listening and you want to go ahead and push your students along my way i'll be happy to uh, point them in the right direction well, and it's kind of like, <laughs> this is especially helpful, I think, for, um, you know, for for future students that are coming up through the ranks that they don't know what they don't know. Right. You know, like I remember um, being at Kiwanis and talking with um, a father and saying, um, you should get your sons involved in the theater program. Um, they would love it. And they went on to do all kinds of technical things and absolutely loved it. And we've had students go on to college and study that and then then do that as a career and yeah. and you know i mean to me that's just it speaks volumes for what is going on here authentic learning experiences absolutely absolutely authentic learning there's no there's no way to replicate that outside of that moment right exactly. we can't we you absolutely it's on the job but it's also and they are able to use their creative brain also so it's not just even though we're calling it technical theater i don't want to you know, scare anybody away with that, with that either. It's, it's creative problem solving oh, yeah. every minute and, um, and under a little, a little bit of pressure, good pressure. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I remember saying, I don't understand this. And, and that's where um talk about just being so welcoming. I was like, you know, I don't understand what it means to call a show. I don't know what it means to do these things. And then to sit there and actually see it and to have the kids be like, sure, you can come back and sit here and watch them do it. Um, it's hard. Yeah. I was stressed just sitting yes. there watching this all unfold. And that was, you know, well, it was during the performance, but even during the rehearsal. So it's, it's really, um, it, it's just so important. The whole creative and um, 
creative problem solving, critical problem solving, the whole collaborative spirit, it, you know, ensemble, when you talk about it, I've just learned so much from all of you as to the importance of these programs and opportunities in our school district. Yeah. So what led you into this career? You know, you think back, like when you were little, did you come out singing? Yes, I did. I used to perform the Donnie and Marie show. I love that show. For my parents. I'm a little bit country. (laughs) Yeah, I used to do that. Um, My my parents' friends would come over and I would stand in front of the (laughs) fireplace. That was my stage and they would have me do the show for them. So, um, and my- Who were you, Donnie or Marie? I was all E, all of the above. I would do all of the parts. And that my mother is, was a high school English teacher for, for 30 years. Okay. And so um, I obviously grew up reading and I obviously grew up um, going to performances and I grew up sh- with Shakespeare all the time, even when I didn't want Shakespeare. Now I, <laughs> I do love, love me some, some Shakespeare now, but at the time, not, maybe not so much, but it was very much part of, of my upbringing. So um I had a teacher in middle school who was like, you can sing. And I was like, yes, I've been, you know, I have been doing that. She's like, you're going to have the solo in the concert. And then from there, that's how that went for me as a, as a musician, um, always an arts person, always, always exposed to it, always, always around it. But as me as an actual musician, it was in middle school where I had my, my middle school choir director. Your big solo. What was the song? Do you remember? Uh, yep. Somewhere out there, beneath the pale moonlight. Sorry, I didn't warm up, everyone. Wow. Um, yeah, that somewhere out there, the little. I don't know, often hear you sing. Oh, you come down <laughs> here and hang out. I sing all the time. Ask the kids. It's kind of kind of annoys them. But um, that was from a. Uh, Something um, American Tale, the cartoon with the two mice. Yes, that's yes. right. That's what that was. From. Oh wow! So that was my first solo, and then from there I went on to conservatory to be a you know musician and wow. music education, and that was the thing, right? How can you? Um, what can you contribute to this to this world? Well, I got this. So let me get some more people. How, how did that? How did that help me with with my with my life? You know, let me see if else I can get on board with that. So that's why I became a teacher. And my mother was a teacher. I mean, I used to, in addition to Donnie and Marie, I also would set up my stuffed animals in my bedroom with my chalkboard. <laughs> and I would teach them the wordly wise words. Like, yes, as a, as an eight-year-old, I was, those of you who are high school teachers and know what worldly wise is, I was reading and doing wordly wise at eight years old. So, um, oh, yeah, that's funny. vocabulary and, 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 Anyway, so yeah, so there, so now here we are. And that often happens, I think. Like my daughter's a teacher. Yeah. You know, you you kind of um gravitate towards it. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. And your son, is he studying music? He yep, he studies um audio uh, production. He's an audio engineer. He's also a singer. Is he at Harvard? He now transferred COVID kind of was a little mm. tricky with being a musician, yeah, sure. being a music student when you're in your room by yourself. So he had come home. He just was not enjoying the, the being at home in your room, learning about music as opposed to making music. Mm-hmm. So he started at WestCon. They have a really great digital music program. Yes, that's right. And he has a lot of opportunities there. He's going to be in their opera in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. And what about your little guy? You have a little guy too. 
Yes. Well, he not so much with the music. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Not so much. Not so much with the theater. No. Yep. Yep. No. He likes robot robotics and likes coding and likes yeah. He's a my STEM kid. So yeah, I have that too. One teacher and one. Um, not so much interested in teaching. Yeah, like, please stop, stop singing. Why are you people always singing? Can you please turn the music off? <laughs> so, wish list. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All right. I, I, I know that Liz always wants something, and it's always about uh, continual improvement of the program. When we talk about academic return on investment, clearly there is a very high academic return on investment with. Um, with you because you you touch so many um, your program touches so many uh, wish list. I'm going to give you one minute so to I'm talk gonna, about what you hope for. Okay, so I'm, I I hope that I'm going to start with um, I hope that uh, we can look at offering some other courses to students at the high school mm-hmm. or a course mm-hmm. that students, as I said, are casual music students are are dip my toe in it. Something for. Um, that, you know, that touches on mental health and, and as you know, we always talk about social emotional learning, something where the kids can have a moment to do something new and can not be stressed out about, um, you know, what, getting the, the all A's and all that stuff that they always worry about. So a moment where they can be in the moment, I would love to be able to offer them something for everyone. Sure, sure. Yeah. High school. Um, I would love to be able to ensure that our students that are getting small group instruction at the middle school um, can start to pick up, um, you know, really our, that the schedule for our, our teachers, that they have the best schedule so that they will be able to be their best teacher for our students. Um, as far as stuff is concerned. Yeah, that's. I, everyone, I know. I know everyone wants stuff, but I had to talk about the other things. Too. I know. I that's to. fine. Um, but uh, stuff, we need some new lighting at the on the stage at the high school. Um, that's something that for years we had talked about. We were kind of waiting for um, the lighting program, the, the lighting materials to uh, just evolve and be better. Mm-hmm. And we're at that point now where they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're good. And so we can go ahead and do that. I would love to be able to um, have students somehow, they do, as I said, that whole program is co-curricular for, for a company um, at the high school. I would love for them to be able to get, I don't know, credit for it somewhere. I don't know how that would, what that looks like or how that would happen. Um, but we have stuff, our facilities. I mean, if, what I would I really like, like a new wing. <laughs> Like our facilities. Yeah, I've been really waiting not, for it, Liz. Yeah, I've been waiting facility, for you to go there. Our go facilities ahead. are really not, uh, you know, conducive to this to the size and the the success of this of this program. Our music rooms are 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 old. When was this building built? Well, the renovation, and when I know we're not talking about that, was in around 2005, six. But prior to that, yes, the band room, the choir room, the, that's the original. 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 1960s? Yeah, exactly. 1960s. So, sure. So, so um, 70 years ago? The space no. itself. 60. I'm yeah, not good at math. Yeah, yeah. The, sp- the space itself is not large enough for what we have, and it's not, we have no storage, and we have, uh, you see, I mean, the hallways are, are yeah, and, and jangling stuff yeah. to try to make things work no, it's with true. Our stage. And I would say it's true even, you know, when I go into the intermediate school and I see Eric Paul doing the orchestra and the only place he can do it in the morning before school is in the cafeteria. It's right. like, you know, it's a, a 
consequence of your success, right. our success with this program is it, we are bursting at the seams. We're bursting at the seams. So it is something that, um, that needs to be considered. And I would love to have a place where we could do some recording here at the high yes. school. I've been wanting a recording studio ever since. I know we, we visited to, one. To, yes. Yeah. We went to, to Disney and students got to experience what it was like to be a professional musician. Incredible. Is, when they, different. when they played yeah. and they didn't know they were being recorded right. and then they played back and it was to the, the, the Hawaiian movie. movie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, another goosebump moment. Yeah. Really another goosebump moment. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good stuff. We want to just make sure that we keep students, you know, our program is, 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 you know, does really, really well. The students do really well here in Weston. We want to make sure that we continue to have them go out and have these other wonderful experiences mm -hmm. where they get, you know, a different perspective on, on some, some things like that. Like students didn't know that as a professional musician, recording musician, you don't prepare in advance. You show up they give you the music. Yes, you yes. Curse it there on the scene and, and record go, it. Yes, and there yeah. you go. And that it, was that. It was it. pretty so, cool. So we we want to show them all of the different ways that that music, um, you know, is a part of our life. But also, we are talking about high school kids. There are many many careers in the music industry. Many, and um, you know, just open up. Even if you go to a Broadway show, open up the playbill and look at all of the people on the production staff. Exactly, those are all paying jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so just something to keep in mind as you're, as you're thinking about, you know, it's not only the getting on the stage. There's no, more, not more, at all. I think that's just such a small part when I see all the background. But Liz Morris, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. I would like to thank Jack Baca, class of 2022 for the introduction and Carl Schultz, class of 2023 for the music.